Jones show. Quincy Jones go here and uh, of course to my left. The hip hop hybrid. The only one in existence in the world to hip hop and pro wrestling. It is I, Doc Lesnar. We back. Yeah, we back. If you hear a little bit of munching, that, that hip hop hybrid must feed. It is early in the morning. We over here getting our energy levels up. I got my I got my cranberry juice here. I got my Gatorade as well. Uh, it's but a beautiful you know day. What? It is a beautiful day, man. Uh, we usually actually get together in the afternoon. This is a real, real difference. Got the and you know, I'm sorry. Welcome to the office. Then it's still in the works. It's still in the works, as you can. As nice you can, digs, nice digs. Yeah, plan. plan this, on. this, this, uh, this room specifically looks familiar, but nice digs, nice digs. We don't speak about what happened <laughs> between these walls, but there's a oh, these something new tall. on the horizon. It's the the headquarters. Yes, so sir. Quincy uh, Jones HQ Enterprises. That I mean, media, all kinds of stuff. You see, I got the, the 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 desk behind us. You know, I don't know if you noticed. Oh, yeah, I see the framed picture of uh, animal from uh, the Muppet Babies on the wall. I told you that in conference. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if you, know, you noticed the whiteboard behind us. Uh, I did. Get, yeah, get a chance to check it. I hopefully check off some more boxes on that, Bianch. Anyways, it's the Quincy Jones Show. Uh, also, the, uh, you know, the show you go to. Yeah. The best you- episodic wrestling podcast in the business. But yeah, man. A lot of news on the horizon, sir. Uh, then, then don't let me hold you, sir. I'm, I'm going to let you do what you do. Um, I'll see if I can add to anything uh, relevant, but yes, sir. I'm going to get the F out the way. No problem. It's funny you said get the F out because we'll start with WWE news. As, uh, you know, the Usos, uh, they were shooting on other tag teams on Twitter this week. I don't know if you heard about this. They recently uh, received the number one ranked tag team honor by the PW Insider 100, which yeah, has yeah. garnered some interesting reactions from some of the runner-ups. Uh, what do you see? Kenny Omega has been... Jaw jacking about it. Oh, I didn't even see Kenny. I saw yeah. with uh, with the with uh, Briscoes and and uh, FTR, or at least members of both teams. Dax, Uncle Dax, I should say, wrote. Did Paul Heyman write this issue? Because this shit full of lies with full all caps. <laughs> that, that was that was funny. Yeah, yeah. I, that one I saw. Kenny, he had said something about like, oh, I'm sure uh, your your uh, your buddy Sammy uh, uh, celebrated with some pizza or something like that. And then, <laughs> And then, and then it was funny because some fan was like, "Congratulations, you, you, uh, your tweet did exactly nothing." And then, like right after, you see Sami Zayn like quote him, and then he's like, "That's right, my dog." <laughs> of course, <laughs> like like on some pizza on me. Yeah, yeah, real talk. <laughs> but and yeah, I don't Jay, know. Like, and then Jay Briscoe he wrote on Twitter, "Imagine if we weren't banned from TV." Dot dot dot. Usos my ass. Hashtag dumb oh. boys. And the okay. Usos, they just, yeah, they just simply wrote back a lot of salty ass tag teams out there, huh? Hashtag we the ones. <laughs> so I I I, can't, I I don't know how. I mean, that was probably the best way to handle it. You know, what I mean, for the Usos. But uh, spinning off of that, last week we had talked about uh, a minor miscommunication with uh, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. I believe it was a slap to the face that uh, may have ruptured uh, Roman's eardrum. 
And, you know, so he was pretty angry about it per Fightful. Uh, Dutch Mantel actually commented on it as uh, he was speaking to, or I was not speaking to, but on his Storytime with Dutch podcast, where uh, he called, you know, Owens uh, careless for the spot. He says, I don't blame really? Roman. Yeah, I don't blame Roman because, see, Roman, you got to put everything back on a personal level. He's thinking, wait a minute, you know. That's going to affect his money, making abilities, if it went south. And then I don't blame him for raising hell because Kevin Owens can apologize his ass off. It still doesn't help what's already been done. And it made news because Roman is noted for this. But I don't blame him for saying, quote, what the hell are you doing? Uh, and then he also added, I saw the match. I don't know if he went ahead and receded uh, Kevin Owens, and uh, then that would have messed the match up. But I do applaud Roman's professionalism that he didn't do that. But he let him know in the dressing room. He let everyone else know in the dressing room, too, because you hit me. I'm warning everybody else. If you work with him, you watch him because he can get excited. So I don't know if that's first-hand I, I think that's one, that's one way it can go. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but I don't know if it's Carol. I don't know. I mean, like, I think there's uh, room for error when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, especially when you're when you're fighting off of the emotion in the crowd. And I mean, if it's something that he felt at the time, and mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't his intention to slap him on the ear, but just to kind of give him, you know, yeah, a shot. And, you know and, what I mean? and, and I don't, I don't, I've never heard Kevin uh, being regarded as a heavy swinger. You know, like in yeah, terms yeah, of like, like being oh yeah, I see punch. what you're saying, yeah, yeah like, so or working stiff, so it's not like, like hardcore Holly in there, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah he, exactly. So I don't think he's made a reputation of that, but uh, definitely interesting to add to you know that's no, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I did hear he had some stuff to say about it, so mm -hmm. I, that is an interesting take on it, but but you know. uh, talking about Roman Reigns and the Bloodline, I know that uh, we saw something set up, I believe it was last week uh, that looked to be maybe a tag match with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Uh, going to, up against the Usos, maybe surrounding the tag titles of some sort. Uh, but it seems that uh, Drew has actually been replaced in that uh, by Butch uh, due to being, quote, medically disqualified, uh, which Dave Meltzer has since confirmed, saying he is injured. I was told an injury, but it's not from a firsthand source. But he's supposed to be back for the Christmas show, so it's only a couple of weeks. I know that. Hmm. And uh, the reason I only brought it up is because I feel like Drew's kind of been stacking up on, like, health stuff lately because he was sick. I believe it was with the flu uh, when he was supposed to go against Cross. And then when they had another match or uh, the match, I think, into War Games, he had, I think he went in with, like, uh, I don't know if it was, like, uh, food um, poisoning or something of that nature. You know what I mean? So he's he's kind of been going through it lately. But I don't know if it's... He, if he needs like a a respite of some sort at home or what, but it's just I mean, been something I've noticed. I mean, it is like the the colder holidays right now, so it's like your your body's mm -hmm. more a little bit more susceptible to those. Uh, I don't want to say viral things going on, but no, you know no, no, I mean? yeah, like yeah. Just, and, and there's more people you're this around. is around, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. And there's yeah. this is usually around the time people get sick for the most part. So I mean, exactly. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that they're like hey man how about you just take a couple weeks off <laughs> yeah no i feel get you get back to 100 percent. hey you can keep the sword at home it's, <laughs> it's cool you can sleep with it get some tea <laughs> yeah you know? but speaking of guys uh that are expected to return to wwe soon eric but, uh, young uh is a name that's been brought up but uh, were you saying something i was just gonna say uh i mean whatever it is hope he comes back uh, yeah yeah definitely don't have know, any specified uh details on the injury but yeah hope, we like, we like yeah. to have fun of the show but yeah we, you know yeah just want to make sure he's mm -hmm. cool 
But uh, yeah, Eric Young, uh, you heard me right. Uh, per Mike Johnson of PW Insider, it appears Triple H is set to bring in another NXT star back into the WWE fold in the uh, form of him. Uh, I'll say not him, but Eric Young, the uh, former frontman of Sanity. He was actually released from the company in April 2020 uh, during the first round of pandemic-related cuts. Uh, then he returned to Impact Wrestling. He captured the world title again and actually formed the Violent by Design stable before being recently killed off slash Literally, yeah, death. I was about to say, I was like, uh, I was like, by, uh, Cody. out, uh, yeah, it, it, blood it, in, blood out. Yeah, uh, very, very, very uh, Sons of Anarchy type, <laughs> of, you know, but uh, yeah, he got killed off by Cody Diener during last week's episode. Uh, although this angle was designed to write him off TV, it's still unclear exactly what the timeline is for when he'll be expected back in WWE. I'm so. wondering what the idea is, because I mean, like, um, him as a singles, I don't know what that looks like in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's to try to put back together sanity because yeah, the yeah, Nikki Cross going back to her old roots. Yeah, but it, um, it's, but you would have to get Big Damo back. I'm saying which, yeah, I, that's I mean, two more contracts you got to get for sure. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know if it's a big stretch though because I don't think Big Damo is signed anywhere and he's not like he's not married to Nikki. So oh no, I mean just like on to get that make that happen, it means well, more money. Got it's, it's be interesting because it's like well. What, what, why are you so hell bent on trying to figure out uh, how? I guess doing the sanity experiment all over again. I'm not against. I mean, because you know we were fans of, of the entrance all rip. I remember we watched it. We're like, yo, that was okay. Yeah, you What's could tell about? something different. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think what it is is what you said. You know, I think it's the fact that it's it's uh, the experiment again. But Triple H wasn't able to be hands on the first time. That was you know when it went to main roster. That was all Vince that tore that up. You know, so. Um, you know, they were jobbing out to a bunch of people, if I remember. But hopefully, I mean, we'll see where this where this lands. But yeah, I think didn't they like go in the main roster immediately, like uh, try to feud with who was it? The uh, might been New Day. I was about to say, I think it was the New Day, something like that. Uh, but uh, moving on, uh, Royal like, Rumble yeah. news. Uh, looks like a gimmick match oh, oh. is rumored. What's up? I was just, I think I, I was telling you, I think uh, Dutch and and um, uh, what the fuck's his name? Um. From yeah, you talking about Dutch and Vincent? Vincent, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, they were, I guess, actually in the crowd. Yeah, on right. NXT. I was in a wait because I didn't know, oh, if, oh, it, I if, didn't it, know. It, if it got brought up during NXT. But apparently, no, no, they were there because they were they were part of the tryouts that happened earlier that day. Oh, okay. So they, they kind of stuck around. Yeah, as, okay. I kept so. figuring. I was like, man, they're probably a lot of people keep thinking they're going to join with Bray, but I'm like, why? They nah, have no. They have literally yeah. nothing to do with Bray. Uh, and I was even thinking they have possibly a good look, Eric Young. But yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll see. I mean, it remains definitely remains to be, be the seen. Forgotten Sons 2.0. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, no, a gimmick match uh, is rumored to be yeah. uh, set for Royal Rumble. I uh, have a little bit of Royal Rumble news. Uh, first, uh, per WrestlingNews.co, it seems WWE are set to host a Hell in a Cell match at January's Royal Rumble event. Uh, if this is true, this would actually be the first time a Hell in a Cell match was hosted on a Big Four pay per view since WrestleMania 32. So that I means think, interesting I think to it's see. Kind of too soon after. Well, games. it makes me wonder. I, I would agree with that, even though it will probably be at the end of January because there's a big, you know, war games oh, in November, yes. so there's there is some That's time. True. But it makes me wonder what uh, feud would be needing that kind of blow off. So we'll see what happens. Maybe I don't know. I can't think of anything. Maybe the USO. Maybe it'd be a tag team. Possibly, yeah. Uh, and then also uh, in the realm of Royal Rumble, uh, it seems like there may be some plans. For the Rock, uh, possibly is Dave Meltzer. I heard about this. Yeah, yes. he, yeah, he uh, he opined on the recent rumor uh, that he may be entrant in the Royal Rumble. 
thus setting up his feud that a lot of people are expecting to happen with Roman Reigns and Mania, where uh, Meltzer said, the idea was being talked about behind the scenes, but as best as we can tell, while rumors certainly exist within the company, as far as those who would be in a position to know, there is no real answer. But if Johnson wants to do it and can be sold on the idea, it would be the most perfect scenario for the company. Uh, he also noted that... Just show if, up as number 30, yeah. Yeah, and, and they did say if this is the case, the hard uh, yeah. deadline would be mid-January to finalize any potential plans. So we'll see Jeez. if they can do it. Uh, we're not in January yet, but, you know, it's, Dwayne, fast, it's fast approaching. Do it, do it for the people. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it sounds crazy, like, you know, but at the same time, we've seen it, it, crazier it's, it's things It's funny happen. because it's, the reason it sounds crazy is because other people have done it and we're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. because we're going to Mania, we're like, please, please make this happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's like, it's a little, like, it's like the Batista thing is like, ah, uh, I mean, I guess it would have been cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we really wanted it to be Daniel Bryan, <laughs> so it's yeah. like, you know what I mean. But with this it, one, exactly. I can't think. I'm like, who, who's, who are people expecting? Exactly. But uh, the last piece of news I have for WWE is uh, Vice TV is set to air a Vince McMahon special next week. Uh, I believe yeah, it's next actually Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, uh, uh, December thirteenth, nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, there'll be some replays at midnight as well. Yeah, I'm gonna have to DVR um, that one. We're gonna be on the bottom yeah, the it, Baca show. It's a uh, yeah two. Oh, that's right. It's a two hour uh, documentary. It seems called the Nine Lives of Vince McMahon, <laughs> and it has the note: uh, Despite lawsuits, allegations, scandal, and controversy, Vince McMahon has dominated the world. Of of wrestling for over 40 years turning it into a multi-billion dollar global empire so over 40 years yeah i mean you're saying so since he's dominated since the 1980s he never once was not dominated i mean i think they go <laughs> the minute he bought out all the territories you know i mean yeah but wcw had him on the ropes for a little bit too yeah definitely I mean, i'm yeah yeah, I, yeah they, I, they, trying no, to, no you're right you're right i think trying it's trying to erase you know? but it's like we said the uh you know uh, the history gets written by the winners uh, you're right <laughs> and they you know they beat wcw so they could do anything they want, basically. But uh, this brings me on over to the AEW side of things. Um, we'll just get with the big ticket item. William Regal reportedly is Willie done. Willie Riggs. Yeah, Willie Riggs is uh, reportedly done with AEW. Now, uh, Regal's deal was originally reported to be one year uh, per Meltzer at the time, but other reports thought it was three years. But obviously, with current events going on, there are very conflicting reports surrounding the details. Um, I know it seemed like everyone from Brian Alvarez, you know, that we were all, and even Sean Ross Sapp were trying to get the um, the scoop. I know at one point PW Insider wrote in an update on William Regal. They've been told that they're finalizing a new deal with uh, WWE, and he's expected to officially start after the new year in a backstage role. While guys like EC3 try to add some fuel to the fire, he was, I'm not too sure which, uh, which um, actual... Um, or maybe it was SC Scoops, or uh, that might be what, or Sports Skeeter, that's what it was, where EC3 was on there, and he claimed, you know, that he had a good source that said that when Regal went over to AEW, he immediately regretted his decision and saw that there was very much a maturity issue within the management. Uh, SES Scoops has since refuted that claim and called uh, them completely inaccurate and then alluded to the fact that EC3 is venting frustration over wanting a job at AEW himself but has yet to do so. Um, Justin Labar even wrote, What I'm picking up is Regal's done with AEW, back to WWE soon, close to Triple H, but also his wisdom and coaching not appreciated or received the way you would think by some in, a- in the AEW locker room who feel they have six-figure multi-year deals and Regal's advice is behind times or beneath them. Uh, to that, Brian Pillman Jr. responded, 
that uh, this is not entirely true. There are several of us, myself included, who spent multiple hours before TV working with Regal and learning from him. Should there have been more? Maybe. But he and Danielson always had a solid audience around the ring before TV. Uh, you know, Brian would also elaborate, you know, I'm not trying to argue, just wanted to add some context as, you know, he felt like he didn't want the narrative to be Regal, which is standing there preaching to the air. He says some days there would be 10 guys soaking it in. Some days it would just be me and Wheeler and Lee Moriarty. I didn't mind when his attention wasn't spread as thin. So um, but now we do have some confirmation from the man himself, Tony Khan. Uh, and uh, also uh, some of this has been summarized by Sean Ross Sapp. But uh, he had a media call uh, for ROH's final battle. Tony Khan said, I got a phone call saying William Regal had approached, uh, you know, the chief legal officer, Mega, and said basically he has a son who works in another wrestling promotion, obviously WWE, and he really wanted us at the end of the year when he had the option to renew his contract. He was asking that we would not, which was anything bad. Um, Sean Ross Sapp says uh, Regal's request happened around October before the Toronto shows. Tony Khan had to really think about it. The Khan family was still handling the all-out fallout. Uh, the Toronto shows and the health issues of Tony's mother. Uh, Tony Khan says that William had a lot of good reasons for going back, especially his son, considering where he was with, uh, or especially where he was with his mother at that point. He said he understood that letting Regal out of his deal in that situation was the best move for them. Uh, he said that uh, William Regal's uh, with AEW through the holidays, but they're going to make some on-screen sacrifices to help him do the right thing for his family because they feel like it is the right thing to do. Um, and he went on to say, you know, he wants to allow him to work the rest of his golden years with his son, obviously Charlie Dempsey, who we've brought up a couple of times on the show. Uh, but I think the most uh, thing, you know, besides the um, respect that Tony has really, you know, expressed towards William Regal when, and the things that he's brought to his company, uh, one of the things that was uh, very interesting was it seems like a condition of his release was that he cannot appear on uh, WWE TV for the next year. Yeah, so uh, the word is he's going to be, I mean, because I, I think his wording was, I want to go back to help coach my son. So it's yeah. like, all right, well, then you got to be a coach. <laughs> and, yeah. And coaches ain't on TV like that. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, I guess not in wrestling, but whatever. But yeah, I mean, he, I, I he, totally respect it, though. I mean, if that's the way they got to do it, I mean, they got to they gotta protect themselves, too, because they just built something here that kind of they got to pull the plug out on. And, and I, I put like this, it does, it's not lost on me that uh, Charlie Dempsey out of nowhere just has a match randomly on, on, on this week's NXT. Yeah, right. So, and who's in charge of NXT? Triple H, right? No. Or Sean. Sean Michael. But uh, yeah, no, definitely interesting condition, but it'll be just for the next year. Um, like you said, yeah, it seems like uh, Regal's deal or upcoming deal, if it's not finalized, just allows him to coach and it's more of a backstage role, but he will not be an on air talent for WWE. But uh, yeah, so, you know, and, you know, I'll get into it a little later. Um, you know, when I do my review for, uh, of course, AEW Dynamite, we got a little bit more explanation in a sense from uh willem regal uh but yeah we'll get there in a little bit i think you said you had a uh, a tweet you wanted to read from the man himself correct yeah he um posted i believe a couple hours ago uh i guess depending on time zone but mm -hmm. uh i can't really explain it it's uh i'll show you this picture that oh yeah i've seen that photo before yeah, okay, yeah. it's it's pretty much uh, all of bcc um when they had all their championships mox with the world uh title uh claudio with the roh world title and then you had a uh, wheeler with the pure title mm-hmm 
And they're all like just, you know, doing kind of like that conga line, like lean back. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like an album cover. It says, uh, Blackpool Combat Club, Forge and Combat, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, uh, he posts that picture and he says, to the members of the BCC, my favorite song by my favorite band who somehow knew when I was a child to write the story that is my life. It's been a pleasure, fellas. We'll meet again. And uh, it was a YouTube clip to a song. I think they're called Slade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like Far, Far Away, I think is the, the name of the song. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah. Okay, I'm definitely going to check that out, man. Well, uh, as we move along with AEW news, uh, Juice Robinson is now officially all elite. The juice uh, is loose. <laughs> yeah, man. Too soon? He uh, Apparently, uh, Juice Robinson impressed uh, AEW officials with his performance in the world title eliminator match against John Moxley, uh, you know, about a month or so ago. And he, now he's finally officially all elite. Uh, I know he recently uh, challenged Samoa Joe uh, on Rampage, I believe it was last week. And they're set for a, uh, yeah, ROH television championship match. Match, uh, this weekend, actually. No, uh, no, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Uh, ROH's he, final battle. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he challenged him. Yeah, it was a pre tape for Rampage last week. Yeah, yeah you're right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, pretty good. And, and you know, yeah. hey, Samoa Joe had a pretty good promo this uh, this Yeah, uh, yeah. Samoa Joe uh, has been doing his thing lately. And that's another thing I'll touch on uh, the, during the review for sure. The way he promoted, I was like, him versus Keith Lee is going to be hilarious. Because they're gonna talk. Yeah, I mean, like it, if if it happens, I mean, in my world, I would definitely make that happen. But yeah, yeah. I just feel like they do this thing where they keep people you would love to see collide separate, 100%, separate. Yeah, yeah. And and so I don't know. Like, but do um, these guys even see each other? Are they on separate sides of the locker room? Well, like, speaking of that, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we last week we also saw, and I believe you sent me the clip as well, the emergence of Shane Taylor. Yeah, uh, he showed up. Uh, you know, he if you missed last week's edition of AW Rampage, he appeared in a backstage segment to issue a tag team challenge at uh, ROH's final battle after interrupting Keith Lee's interview with Renee Paquette. Uh, and I guess Tony has been, uh, you know, getting a lot of fan criticism for the way he chose to introduce Shane Taylor in that segment. Really? And uh, he responded saying. There are fans who have never seen Shane Taylor before, and that's okay. You get introduced to new faces all the time. When I was a young wrestling fan, that was one of the things I liked about WCW Nitro. I think it would be very ironic now that the same promoter, obviously Bischoff, would tell you you don't want to see these faces or introduce new people on TV because they were the ones who did that. Because I don't know if, you know, Eric's pretty pretty um, <laughs> critical of AEW. Yeah, he is. But then at the same time, you know, news comes out. Eric Bischoff doesn't know why Ric Flair has an issue with him, and it's like, uh, after all these years, like because I guess Ric Flair said something about him recently, and he's like, I, I must maybe I said something I didn't think uh, meant something, or maybe someone misconstrued. It's like, bro, it's Ric Flair. That's it's like you guys Rick are Flair. eternally, you know, are, are against each, like whether it was yeah. the storyline or not. It felt real. So I, don't uh, know. I mean, we always had heard that they had you know some some clash. Yeah, you know what I mean, exactly behind the scenes. So yeah, hundred percent. I figure like. I mean, you're like, what? what, what? I thought we buried that hatchet. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Well, speaking of trying to bury some hatchets, uh, we talked about CM Punk and whether or not he would be included in the upcoming video game Fight Forever, uh, what seems to be finally some sort of context and a direct quote from AEW. And you said that comes out, what, New Year's? Uh, it said it was set for New Year's, but I keep hearing that it might be pushed back. But I don't know. According Jeez. to Amazon, it's New Year's Eve. 30 so. different weapons like we needed, but 
We'll is see. that what they said? 30 different weapon types, I believe, is what they said. Something wow, like that. okay. It was a significant number. <laughs> that must number. be for lights out. <laughs> yeah, it was a significant number. Okay. Well, so of course, you know, light tubes are in that bitch. I, yeah. mean, I hate that. Well, we had <laughs> talked about how, you know, the game got a, um, you know, new graphics, a new trailer, yeah. and CM yeah. Punk was nowhere to be seen in what seemed to be maybe a new cover, despite the fact we saw CM Punk gracing what would have been the cover all this time. But according to a new report by Sports Skeeta, AW has stated, quote, Anyone who has already marketed, who, 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 oh, I'm sorry, anyone who has already been marketed for the game will not be removed without a public statement first, uh, mm-hmm. which has yet to happen in Punk's instance. Uh, should be noted, though, uh, kind of unrelated, but still Punk related. Um, he started to feed the rumors because he posted a photo of himself, long hair, yellow trunks. Yeah, yeah, which is also ironic because, you know, Festus was part of the Straight Edge Society. Not yet, as you could tell by the yeah, Titan exactly. song, but yeah, exactly. moments away. But um, yeah. And uh, as we move along, just have two more uh, bits of uh, news, and then we get right into some um, ups or highs and lows and uh, go from there. But uh, Athena, uh, she comments on the stigma of working stiff. While a recent guest on Busted Open Radio, she commented mm. on the allegations of being a stiff worker, saying, quote, People forget that the girls can hit just as hard as the guys. I guarantee you, if I was a man, I feel like there wouldn't be as much backlash or anything about that. And mm. she says, all you old bloated farts, get over it. <laughs> She's playing yeah. up. I, I don't blame her. Uh, we're it up, we're out here to be just as good as the guys, and we give it our all. We put in all this time and effort to hone our craft, and I feel we're underappreciated when we do things like this. So. Now, to be honest, though, like that's the one of the biggest things that, you know, you want the quote unquote people support women's wrestling. They want it to get taken seriously. Okay, that means that it has to be taken seriously. How the men's is taken seriously. Yeah. Meaning there's a, a form of legitimacy to it. So if two girls look like the, you know, they got to make themselves look like they're gonna go out there and be fucking badasses and they kick ass. Exactly. And that means bringing the fucking fight. So if you see someone bringing the fucking fight. Then like you're gonna complain? Yeah, you're trying. Or, to, or, or did they just work you? And at the same time, isn't the whole thing to like get to inspire women? You know. Well, and, I, I'm, and, I'm, it's just it's like it's weird. Like they like you know, people are like, oh, they need to move away from that that the, the diva wrestling and you know the slapping and the hair pulling and all you know the cat fighting and really just get in there. And then when they soon as you know again, like I don't see anything really bad. Yeah, because in a combat sport, is there room for that's not ladylike? Hundred percent. I was was about to say, I'm like, like, you want this to be simulated like a real, like you want to be taken seriously as men's wrestling. Again, you got to do the equal uh, uh, microscope of, of, you know, again, legitimacy or some sort of feel of that is part of it. Yeah, keep it consistent across the board. If a girl knocks a girl out, hell yeah, that's what's supposed to happen, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, I haven't personally been bothered by anything I've seen her do personally. It was a sudden. Uh, switch flipped, but other than that initial reaction, I haven't been like, oh, that was no, not reckless. at all. No, yeah. no. But uh, just a few. I actually, uh, I have one more AEW note, and then I have two minor uh, outside promotional notes. But uh, Miro, Miro, Miro on the wall. He has not <laughs> been seen on AEW TV since teaming with Darby and Sting <sighs> at All Out, which I kind, yeah. of, kind of forgot about. Uh, if you could believe this, he's only had four matches this year. Yeah, I believe it because he he. 
barely yeah. sh- he didn't show up till like what like a quarter of yeah, the way. Well, some of it's because of it. he had that hamstring injury, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, right now the reason I mean it's just creative simply hasn't been presented for him. Uh, he I guess plans were set to be discussed, but those talks have yet to happen. But per Fightful, uh, Miro is completely healthy, actively ready to compete, and eager to return to the ring. How so. do you not have him against Samoa Joe or Wardlow for either yeah, of their belts? Seriously, like That's how, how stupid, do you, how did you not add him to Come that on, triple fam. threat and get a crazy Haas fatal four way, right for the TNT title? That would have been like great. you could even have him going up against uh, Cesaro, Cesaro, Claudio, yeah, yeah, for the ROH seriously. world. You know what I mean to, to practice or like. Or, or why what, isn't he what, chasing what, the All Atlantic title? That too. I mean, because I'm even thinking the ROH title is like okay. Let's see what the world title run may look like on, on a Miro. You know what I'm that saying? That would be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, you know what I mean, I so, yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine it, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. No, I mean it's just you know they have so many belts. Like now, it's like. There's too many that he can't that that it, that's why I'm like creative. I'm like, bro, but y'all got every fucking thing for everybody else that like it's I don't know, it's just inconsistent booking, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but well, uh, just not to keep on with the bad news, but yeah, don't uh, get me started, yeah, brother. Is uh, Barry Wyndham? Yeah, I heard recently about this, hospitalized. Man. I believe it was last Friday. He suffered a heart attack. It was currently in, uh, I almost say currently at the time it was in ICU, undergoing an emergency procedure to save his life. Oh damn! Uh, for those, uh, you know, I believe they did set up a GoFundMe to assist with medical expenses as well. Um, you know, they said, you know, the costs are overwhelming to say the least. Obviously, you know, Barry was in the business, but it's not like he's getting that check these days now. Yeah, so if you guys I, I feel like you want to help, yeah. feel free, um, you know, to uh, inquire, uh, you know, where you can send some donations or proceeds and whatnot. But not to end on a... Well, oh, you know, I was going to say that, and, and that was in the, uh, he was in the airport airport at the time, too. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Part. I heard he was like a, a Atlanta airport. Sheesh. Like, man, that's I, the worst to have that happen in a public place. Like, yeah. Not that you can control it, but, you know, it's just more melee that tends to follow with that kind of thing. It's, so. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of unnecessary yeah, But at the same yeah. time, you don't want it to happen when you're alone because you probably have a higher chance of survival. Like survival, if, yeah. yeah. But not to, uh, you know, not to end on a uh, such a low. On a downer. Yeah, low note. Uh, we'll bring it up with some intrigue. Kota Ibushi contract update. Kota Ibushi's New Japan contract set to expire in January per Dave Meltzer. Ibushi, Ibushi himself has also hinted at this on social media numerous times. That's all I will say. So uh, there's always a spot for you, big dog, down here at Winter Circle Pro Wrestling. Yes. I can tell you that. What up? What up? What up? Shout out to FTR as well. I'll see you in uh, March, April. I feel yeah, I, yeah. holler at us. I, I'll be in contact. We're patient, man. You know, we 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 especially when it comes with quality top guy shit. We yeah, know definitely. We man. know. But uh, yeah, that's all I got on the news this week, my dude. All right. Well, uh, let's take a quick little break. Uh, tell them about Winter Circle since we're talking about it now. Tell and then uh, we'll be right back with the highs and the lows of uh, NXT and AEW. Well, you know what it is. We've been trying to tell these listeners to stay tuned. We've been working on something big, and it's finally here, facts, my friend. Facts, if they've been yeah. paying attention, especially on the social media, they kind of already know what it is. For those living on the rock, those go ahead and let them know, Quincy. Man, ladies and gentlemen, let me uh, introduce you guys to Winter Circle Pro 
wrestling. I like the sound of that. Like Man, the sound g- of that. Going down with our first official show debuting yes. January 27th here in Chino, California. That's a Friday. So if you ain't got nothing else to do, you ain't got no job, <laughs> you better get yourself down to Chino, California. We're telling you. Go ahead and check out wcpw.eventbrite. That's eventbrite.com. And yes, you'll sir. go ahead and have a chance to check out what the seats are looking like. We got front row for what's yeah, that? Yeah, the $25, man. And, and, and it's not just the $25 plus the seat advantage to get that great view, but you're also getting an exclusive event tee. And, you know, look, if you don't want to spend the extra $5, that's cool. That's cool. You know, that's fine. If you because, like to be low-key, just chill in yeah. the back, maybe. You know? GA is $20. Look, we're not here to rob nobody. We're no. here to show y'all a good time and not a long time. I know I, this is It Was Written, baby. I just had to tell them, WCPW presents It Was Written. I mean, what else we got to tell you, man? Yeah, man. You guys seen that we got the talent lined up. We're going to yeah, be man. unveiling the matches pretty soon. But do yourself a favor. Go ahead and check that pre-sale. Or if you uh, check out that flyer line, go ahead and scan that QR code, and they'll hook you up quick, fast, man. We're in a circle. Pro wrestling coming soon. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Yerp, we are back. Yes, sir. You already know what it is, man. Highs and lows. Uh, let's go, man. Uh, I'm going to get into NXT. Uh, I, I'm just going to give it to you straight, man. Uh, there was There's some pretty good highs and some pretty good lows, but... Uh, the first uh, the first high of the night, and this is uh, a go-home episode, by the way. Um, pretty much there was a lot of promotion in between uh, promoting for the uh, matchups for Deadline going down this Saturday. Um, but then you're telling me that Ring of Honor got their, their thing going, too. So, I mean, maybe I'll just do just they're, the they're main They're on matches. at 4 p.m. Uh, Saturday, okay. yeah. But with 3 p.m., you know, they had that zero hour. Zero hours? I mean... People got work. No, but Things to do. Uh, but uh, Christmas shopping to do, you know? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, this is the first high of the night. Great triple threat match. Um, if you remember, there was uh, uh, two wild card matches to determine the uh, fifth uh, participant in both respective Iron Survivor matches for the men and the women's. Uh, the first being between uh, Andre Chase, uh, Von Wagner, and Axiom. Okay. And this was a great triple threat. Had a little bit of everything. Andre Chase cutting a pre-match backstage promo saying that those motherfuckers are going to get it. And, and they believed him out, but he said, those motherfuckers are going to get an Andre Chase university size <laughs> ass whooping. I'm so glad they just let him go and just bleep it out. And, like, they just They've never done people. it before, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean? And if they bleep it out, like, are, can they really get in trouble? Nah. But, and it's weird because you would think. It's, I mean, maybe, think about Jerry. Maybe, think maybe about I, Jerry Seinfeld, you know, or Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Springer. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean? but I'm also thinking maybe the fact that they only do that with Andre, and they do it sometimes oh, with that's other people. True. Maybe that's what makes excessive. him. Yeah, yeah. It's like it makes his character still unique. Like it's he's one the short-tempered but eager to teach. You know, guy. Yeah, he's like a one to two per week kind of guy, like, like a teacher yeah. with no patience, which is really funny. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. That. Uh, Chase had the crowd behind him by flexing his most valuable muscle. Uh, his brain, obviously, he got glimpses of outsmarting both men to get some uh, innovative offense as he uh, hit a sit-out Tiger Bomb and uh, nice. also a superplex on Axiom, which also takes out Wagner in the ring. Um, he's like he's like standing up and he like just collapses on all oh, of them. Oh, okay. Uh, fans really into this match uh, from start to finish. His Axiom, uh, you know, wild with the the quick agility, high flying, numerous submission counters because that's his thing too. He's like totally like intuitive and uh you know he, he's a mastermind and he figures out situations and solutions and 
that includes his technical prowess and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, Von Wagner brought the uh, the power game with height and uh, weight advantage, even at uh, one point, press slamming uh, Axiom out the ring to take out Andre Chase. Uh, but the finish goes down like this. Uh, Chase kicks out of Von Wagner's, I guess, that the, what, that spin-out butterfly suplex? Yeah. Uh, he actually kicks out of it uh, before Chase actually hits a stinger death drop DDT combo on both men and uh, hits a sweet-looking uh, flying cross body on Wagner, and he lands it, but the momentum, like, carries him out. Like, he tumbles out the ring, and while that happens, like, Axiom, like, picks up the win. Uh, pretty much he, like, hit him with this running super kick that he does and uh, earns the last spot in the, uh, in the men's Iron, uh, Iron uh, Survivor match, so... Right. Which well, we got more on that, but later uh, in the night though, there was a backstage segment with Andre Chase and Duke Hudson after the loss where Tia Hale came in. Uh, this was a high, and I tell you why. Um, she came in like super duper jacked up because she said she had a match tonight, and she's like, oh, "Okay, good, good, good against who?" And he's like, uh, "Against Isla Dawn." And then like Duke's like, "Oh, no way!" And she's like, "Yeah, I know." He's like, "No, I mean like." No, no way. Like, don't do it. She's crazy. <laughs> and, 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 and like, pretty much was, like, concerned for her safety. And then is even, like, pleading with, like, uh, Andre Chase to, like, dude, help me out here. Like, and he, he's just, like, kind of, like, stewing in his loss. And it's like, no, nah, she could take the match. And he's, like, like kind of, like, trying to check him low-key for, like, his decision. Mm, yeah. And Chase just kind of scolds him. And, like, like he, like, you know, pretty much don't tell him what to do before, the, uh, like, they both kind of walk off. Uh, this was a high because at first – glance obviously everyone you know with the addition of hudson everyone was looking super suspect and wondering when he was going to turn heel right yeah but this little development like potentially changed like the, the whole trajectory of the turn if it happens and it, it just kind of heightened the potential of intrigue like what what happens next it pushes you to think about the way it's going to play out because i didn't i didn't expect this to be a different angle you know mm. andre chase to kind of be play this kind of character in this role you know what i mean yeah yeah gotcha um so even character later development yeah, because even later in the night, they both accompanied Tia for a match against her, uh, uh, Isla Dawn. And at one point, you got Hudson, who's just going back and forth between, like, looking on and concern while reluctantly trying to cheer her on. And then, like, mad-dogging Chase the whole time, who's, like, standing next to him trying to, like, optimistically cheer her on, too. But he's, like, wearing this this look of guilt, knowing he kind of, like, fucked up. Got you. <laughs> Letting her in the match. And, uh, she, yeah, she hit her uh, – she ends up – like getting her finish on her twice for the win. Jeez, uh, yeah, so it was like kind of overkill. So again, some it was a high for me because I was like, okay, this is going a different way than than I anticipated on paper. So uh, another high, which uh, this was quick contender for higher the night. Tony D'Angelo makes his in ring return, baby. <laughs> I heard he got hurt again. Did he? Or or some or no? Nah, maybe here I'll, I'll wait to see what you. Yeah, I heard something like or he's not part of some match or he wasn't part of the survivor yeah he wasn't match picked because, because they thought that he wasn't 100 percent. gotcha yeah that's yeah. what that's what i read okay um but uh and and they, they and they said it in in the segment too last week so but uh his opponent was uh no pushover as he faced zion quinn but uh he changed his finish though it's uh you know that back suplex side slam or like the roman reigns old finish yeah yeah mm-hmm. so he, he's hitting that now okay um another high of the night uh was charlie dempsey uh, versus uh, Hank Walker. Uh, Dempsey felt away about NXT giving a security guard a contract, so Hank, hearing this, tried to endear himself to Charlie, like back in the locker room, explaining that, yo, I understand where you're coming from. You know, you're someone who grew up in this business, and, and I'm someone who didn't get into the ring until age 24, but says, yo, if you feel like I need to earn my stripes and pay my dues, like, you know, I'll gladly get in the ring with you and, and you know, do so. 
just, you just, he's like, just let me know, boss. And then, then Dempsey kind of took it like the wrong way and it was like, oh, you want to be in the ring with me? And like, you know, took the challenge. It was like, all right, I'll show you, you don't belong. And then, yeah, they have the match. He's kind of brutalizing them pretty much. But like midway during the match, a true gulag showed up. I heard about this. Walked down the ramp and just kind of watched from ringside as Dempsey ended up uh, tapping Hank out after targeting his knee, locking in that, uh, I guess, the real STF, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gulak just watches and walks away after the match. But, uh, yeah, this was a, a high for me because I was like, oh, okay, this is Yeah, a lot again, of people are like, oh, so is Regal going to uh, do his own B- <laughs> BCC with, oh, with Gulak and his son and somebody else? But, you know, I, that's just way too far in advance, especially if he can't be <laughs> on TV for a year. It's, so. it's this dude, Villain Club. What, what do you mean? <laughs> Someone's already done it. Mm-hmm. All right, Villain Enterprises. What, what do you mean? It's already been done. Okay. Who? In the meantime, we'll we'll get foam fingers of snap. Who fingers. the fuck is Marty no, Squirrel? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, what started off as a low ended up as a high. Surprisingly, we won't get that a lot, at least in the brief recent history of highs and lows. <laughs> mm. Um, as we got pretty deadly reading their version of a Christmas story oh, with I heard uh, about this, yeah, yeah, quit with the whole you know rhyming story and, and they had they had santa hats on right well elton prince was dressed as an elf and of course he was sitting on kid wilson's lap as he was dressed <laughs> as santa detailing their uh quote and this is their quote uh bulging sacks overflowing with gifts from their legions of fans yeah boy uh as well as writing to santa to bring them some competition to which the new day came out to interrupt uh is pretty deadly hit uh dual Kevin McAllister, Home Alone faces. Saw that. Yeah. Uh, Xavier wearing his old school NXT Afro hair look. I don't know if I, saw, I don't know if that mm, was by okay. design. I was like, oh, it's been a while. Where's Where's Breezy? Where's Breezy? For real, yeah. Uh, and they challenged him for the NXT title to deadline as they clean house and actually throw Elton Prince into the Christmas tree. But um, it was funny because like you said, yeah, boy. Like even uh, uh <laughs> Kofi would like they were talking that talk. It's like, yeah, boys, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I see, I, I see what you did. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and uh, one thing I forgot to talk about, and this was a, a low from earlier with the uh, Tony D'Angelo match, post match segment from the match, um, between uh, it's a promo between him and North American champion Wes Lee, uh, pretty much Dijak, you know, he he didn't really didn't really do anything for oh, 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 oh Dijak's part of it as well. He appears on the screen. But it didn't do nothing for me or really anybody involved. It was just a bunch of talk. Waste. Of Dijag jump me first. So after I finish my business with him, I'll get to you stuff. Well, the Don wasn't appreciating having to wait in line. And yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, along the other long li- uh, 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 list of uh, lows for the night, that was a long, long list of lows. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. We got a scripts pre-tape promo that didn't really make sense so uh, that's 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 pretty much that they need just abort that whole plan but that's, yeah. that's my opinion it's like we we know we could see you mm. <laughs> uh we also had a post-match after the uh isla dawn tia hell match that was a, a total low for me uh alba fire came out i mean she was like celebrating i guess low-key however someone like her, her character would celebrate after a win and like smoke started coming up from underneath the ring, and of course it's Alba Fire, and they came out. They they're both brawling, but it was like to a lackluster response from the crowd, which ended up with Isla spitting a black mist at her. But I, uh, Alba ducks, and she like missed the referee instead, and there was like literally no concern from commentary. Like, oh my god, they need to get him some. It was just like, mm. oh, the black mist, and she gets out the way, and I'm like, this dude's like, ah. 
<laughs> I'm like, is it acid? Like, what's going on? Like, I, it was a low. It was just like I, everything they've done with Alba Fire. It's not Alba Fire. It's everything they've done with Alba Fire. Yeah, that's no, a low. I, yeah, I get you. Um, and and, and I don't want to say this is on the same vein, but look, like you're already seeing like Alba Fire went through this whole like mystical, uh, you know, conjuring up her ancestral fire roots yeah. and all that, right? But now we got this other girl. Woman, I should say, that's on the roster. I guess the newest greenhorn they're trying to truck out to introduce in the women's division. This is a low because she has another one of these vignettes last week that I didn't even talk about, and it was pretty much the same as this week. But I believe she's Irish-born because, you know, she speaks, uh, she has an accent. But she speaks in this, like, in Celtic, I think, because they have to translate. What's her name? Uh, Lyra Valkyria. Right. Doing too much with that last name. Exactly. Okay. And then she she takes the form of a crow with like she has these wings on her shoulder and it kind of has like a, a kind of like a Viking thing going. And I know those are two separate things. Like I don't know if they have Celtic Vikings. I wouldn't know. I mean, I, I I could be right. I could be wrong. But that's just the vibe I'm getting. And honestly, I'm like, dude, they already got the War Raiders and Sarah Logan. Uh, you know what I mean? And they, mm-hmm. you know, again, what I was just talking about with Alba Fire and just all this conjuring up and channeling different things and energies from my like. I'm like, we don't need another one of these, but. Yeah, Lyra Valkyria, I guess she's making her debut next week. But, oh. yeah, this was a low for me. That's L-Y or L-I? L-Y-R-A-V-L-K. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm, like so, I'm like, so she couldn't be Taya Valkyrie, but she could be Lyra Valkyria? Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly shit. what I was thinking. It's just, and and I believe God, uh, Taya's dumb. real name is Kira. So it's yeah. like, oh you know, God. I don't know. Yeah. She could have been Kira Valkyria. Yeah, it re- yeah that's, that's just so weird. Yeah. Y'all, y'all bugging, man. Mm. And this is going to be uh, about to clean up the last little bit, last two lows of the night. Uh, we had the women's triple thread wild uh, card match. Uh, obviously, I, I opened up with the men's. Uh, there was a lot more that happened in the night, but this is the only thing I had to list as far as highs and lows. Um, and it was of importance because, you know, it, it led to the, the final entrant for the women's Iron Survivor match. It was Wendy Chu, Fallon Henley, and Indy Hartwell. This match gets a low overall because of the fact that the crowd participation was underwhelming throughout most of it. They even hit a Tower of Doom where instead of a superplex powerbomb, it was a superplex German suplex mm. uh, combo. But they clearly like piped in an artificial NXT champ because – and it was loud because the entire front row on the hard cam side were, were not even cheering. Like not opening their mouth. Like you can clearly tell that they weren't cheering. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, so that was a low for me. But I mean, it, you could see it and you're like, where is that sound being emitted from? Yeah, because you're like, yo, there's not that many people in there. What the fuck? Mm. Uh, but shout out to Indy, she won that one. I mean, that is worth noting. And the last low of the night was the go home build up segment for the men's Iron uh, Survivor match. Uh, they went with Grayson Waller uh, doing his Grayson Waller effect segment with four guests that were the rest of Waller's opponents for Saturday. Which honestly, it was okay at first, but just got awkward at times due to not just having like five different characters being out there. But there's five different, like whatever you want to call them, sport entertainers, athlete, actors, whatever, mm-hmm. that are all simultaneously trying to like channel and navigate how their characters' personalities would realistically mesh in that kind of setting. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it came off sometimes too rehearsed at times. Plus, I felt like bad for Axiom having to speak with a mask on and not being able to emote. Uh, plus, he has the accent and like a low voice that doesn't really Got you, yeah. do anything for him. But all in all, it ended in a brawl, but we all saw that coming a mile away. So, um, But if you want to just do quick predictions on the two big matches, well, I guess there's a third. Um, for the men's Survivor uh, Challenge, mm-hmm. it's Carmelo Hayes, Jordan Devlin, or I'm sorry, J.D. McDonough. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Axiom, Grayson Waller, 
Joe Gacy. I already have my pick. Uh, why don't you go first? I'm going with Grayson Waller. I was thinking that, but uh, I don't want to go the same as you, so I'll probably go. Uh, I'm gonna go McDonough. All right. I was thinking Carmelo, but I don't. I, I, I think like Carmelo can lose and will be okay. I feel like he's gonna lose because he's on his way up. Melo. Yeah, I feel like he's. Mm. I don't think he needs an NXT title to make it to the to to the main the main uh roster. To mm. be honest. Yeah. True. Um, then we got the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge. It's Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Andy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez, and uh, Kiana James, which came out of nowhere. Who's the first one? Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. Is Nikita in there? No, she is not. Mm. Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Andy Hartwell is the newest uh, entrant, and then Kiana James. And what does the winner receive? They win uh, the number one contendership for the respective title. Oh, okay. I'll probably go Indy. I had Indy as well. Yeah, because I saw that there was some sort of interaction with her and Mandy. Well, I, I was thinking that too, but I felt the only reason why is because throughout the night they were threading like these um, pre-taped segments boosting up everyone's like chances, like you know their, their case, I guess, to win the match. Mm. And the only one they couldn't do one for is the last entrant because they didn't know who he was going to be so it was kind of necessary for that person to have a a segment with the champ right so yeah gotcha um but yeah hartwell actually looked pretty she looked pretty good uh in that segment but um screw it uh nxt tag championships pretty deadly a new day what you think i got pretty deadly yeah, i'm going pretty deadly because to be honest i just feel like this is what they've been doing let's bring in main yeah. ro- some main roster star or team they'll put over our current champions and they're so main roster and they're so decorated that they the loss won't hurt them. And I'll be honest, like, if that's the case, why do they keep bringing them back to NXT? You know, because New Day was not an NXT um, act by any means. No, no, Kofi wasn't there, but yeah. Kofi was not NXT, but no, he, he no, wasn't. He, was he or, or, oh, I thought he was FCW. I don't he, know why. Or, you know, you might be right. It might be FCW right before the, I was going to say, yeah, I thought maybe Xavier he was, was in there. Yeah. I, I thought Kofi was part of the Barrett group oh maybe, maybe when maybe they were was. like when it was like a game show i, I might be wrong because i remember the you know what they say sometimes there's trouble in paradise yeah, like yeah, the vignettes yeah. and shit so mm-hmm. i'm like thinking if he had a vignettes i don't know if i don't know i'm trying to remember if he was on the game show he could have been it's probably but uh yeah i put pretty deadly you going pretty deadly as well right and then yeah there's two matches but the other i mean one is just the alba fire isla don i figured it was whatever um yeah, I'm. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I put, I put, <laughs> I, I, I put, that, I put yeah. IDKs or, or IDC as well. But the, we got the NXT Championship match: uh, Apollo and uh, Braun Breaker. I, I put Apollo to be honest. Yeah, I, I will go Apollo because I think it's time. Braun, I, I think, is getting a little. Him as a champion is kind of lackluster. He went straight to that. He didn't climb up and go to you know the uh, North American route. So. Anything less than is kind of a step back for him, so I feel like he's probably getting prepped for a main roster uh, run somewhere. Yeah, soon. he's been doing. He's been making a few appearances here and there, so I, I hear you on that. But yeah, man, but that's it for um, the highs and lows for NXT. I mean, uh, this, uh, the floor is yours, my brother. 
All right, yes, sir. Okay, well, AEW Dynamite, as we light the fuse, there was 11 uh, items. Uh, we had five matches, two vignettes, and four segments. But uh, we start off with the TNT Dynamite Ring Battle Royal, which uh, Ricky Starks does win, uh, you know, at the end. Uh, and I, I was a fan of actually, uh, I will say that was one of my highs, is the way he uh, won was, you know, he countered the power slam by Paige to the outside. But it was in a very specific way that I don't think I've ever seen anyone do very uh, false, very well. false. If well, you, though, I, I felt like the way he grabbed the rope, well, well, you know what I mean, I, and I'm he about flipped to blow, over. I'm about to blow your mind. The Rock and Big Show, same exact spot, except no, they did it right. Yeah, that, well, that was my point. Is like, but, it, but no, it, but, it just but, felt but, right. Like, it, it looked good. But, but, but that's a funny thing. It's like he says the Dwayne thing later, but he actually does the spot better than, than Rock did it. You know what I mean? So I thought, that's why I thought it was kind of Well, ironic. I never knew whose fault that was, but yeah. Um, but I, well, my show highs, was way too big. My, yeah. my highs for the match were it was good to see Dustin Rhodes returning from knee surgery yeah, and included in the, in the uh, Battle Royal. Uh, good call to have him get a full entrance. Obviously, he's in, uh, in his hometown. Uh, and then some of those uh, fun el eliminations with Cage scoop slamming Dalton onto the boys <laughs> over the top rope. Uh, Jungle Boy hitting a diving Meteora to yeah, that Cage was dope. onto the apron. And Sean Dean, I will say, being one of the final four was, was a high yeah. for me because I, I yeah. was surprised, but I, I'm i always wondering what they're going to do with, uh, with guys like him, but that goes to my lows because I feel like my lows were guys like Butcher, Cage, and Sean serving as battle royal filler per usual instead of yeah. giving spots to more deserving names. Well, while you got the guys on the floor that are also helping out. Exactly. And, yeah. and that was my other thing was guys like Orange and, and Jungle Boy getting eliminated by people who aren't even in the match, like Morrissey and... Yeah. and, and um, and uh, Blade, you know, and then there was that scary apron chokeslam spot Oof. I felt to, uh, by Morrissey that yeah, I wasn't man. too big a fan of. Uh, and then there was a spot where uh, Jungle Boy tried to send Cage over the top rope with a rear drop kick, and Cage doesn't get over it, and you literally see him climb jump. Over. Yeah, he jumps. And like, I was he, like, come he, on, bro. That fool jumped over like a pit bull got out, bro. Word. Like 100%. Straight up. Straight I've up. seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we have, um, you know, or after that, we had a post match segment to. Uh, some of my highs, you know, with MJF, I should specify, where he came out. Didn't even let Ricky's music hit. Uh, highs would be the crowd chanting, shut the fuck up, as uh, Excalibur turns to Tony and says, I can't believe you're chanting this. <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, I didn't mind MJF calling Ricky a Rudy Poo candy ass, which I think he should have left it there. Uh, I did like Ricky calling uh, Max Maxi Pad, and then the fans got to chant it pretty organically because you didn't. He didn't feed it to the fans. No, no, he yeah, he yeah he opened it that way, and then he was about to go right into this because you could tell he yeah. was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if it lands and keep going. If it doesn't, yeah. But uh, what'd you think about the Pebble reference? Well, I, I'm gonna get there. Yeah, oh, I'm, okay, I'm okay. on my highs right now. So, uh, but Ricky, he, you know, oh, I, oh, I, liked, okay. I liked him calling MJF uh, calling MJF out on the low hanging fruit, yep, calling him a yep. fifth rate Roddy Piper, uh, and then I just liked him standing toe to toe on the mic against Max. And finishing strong, and then of course bouncing back and spearing MJF literally out of his shoes was a good high for me. Yeah. Uh, and but for my lows, I did not like Ricky calling him a dollar store. I'm sorry, uh, Max calling Ricky a dollar store Dwayne or the Pebble, uh, and then claiming he stole everything from the Rock. I just thought that was low hanging fruit to Ricky's point, and it just did more damage to Ricky in my opinion. But at the time, I didn't expect Ricky to finish so strongly because his his promo last week was pretty weak. You know, trying I, I, to. I was going to say, like, this was, like, the strongest that you've seen of them, uh, their attempt to really, what's the word, bolster him up as yeah. an actual threat because even the fact that he went into both matches, what it was, what, Cage and then Archer back-to-back, -back and he's all taped up, and I'm like, dude, they're not really doing this guy no favors. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
Like they're trying to give him that sympathy, but he's not that, that type that of baby underdog. Face. Yeah, he's yeah. not that type of baby. Yeah, face. yeah, like, he, yeah. Exactly. Like although that's I some hate Jungle to, Boy shit. I hate yeah. to prove it is some Jungle Boy shit. Although I hate to, to prove Max Max right in a sense, but uh, yeah, uh, Ricky's more very charismatic and needs to be treated like that. Like yeah. you mm-hmm. know. So, but uh, as Absolutely. we move along, we had a John Moxley John Moxley backstage segment. Uh, my highs were him continuing to slow burn this thing with Paige and yeah. breathing life into the BCC a little bit and vowing that they'll finally put the JS behind them because I'm so sick of this fucking feud. Personal high for me is him uh, putting over Hangman as the guy Ex- who got exactly. yeah, I love that he that he said that because it does it does do favors exactly for for him. So. Uh, the TNT title match is next. Samoa Joe he did defeat this Darby Allen and uh, with the Coquina clutch and there was yeah. a post match attack. Uh, my highs for this were the pre match vignette very excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe hitting his walkaway spot yep, during Darby's uh, yep. pinball suicide as I like to call it. Uh, Joe's overall dominance and picking apart Darby early on like I don't know if you saw a spot where he like lifted Darby's body into the ring just to break the count and then continue yes. his punishment. I mean, the, the uh, power slam. I was going to say the snap Jeez. power slam on the exposed oh. floor, all good stuff. And then Doc Samson, I thought checking on Darby following, there was that cell he did with the where he spun out from oh, the impact yeah. of the ring post. I thought that was really good. Uh, Joe like countering the coffin drop by catching a midair with the coquina clutch was just yeah, it was a good. chef's kiss. And, you and know? the thing was, it wasn't flush, but it doesn't, like, I think the problem is if it would have been, it would have been too telegraphic. And the, yeah. like, he just kind of motion like and just he snatched him he still snatched him you yeah know what I mean? definitely and that was it so I, I i wasn't mad at that and i was like this because there's so many times we see a point in the match where like that needs to be the 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 finish even if it's not the guy we want to win right yeah and then they'll keep going but that it was perfect chef's kiss yeah, yeah. exactly uh my lows for it though i just felt like uh there was that spot where joe basically was waiting to get hit with that coffin splash on the floor like mm-hmm. i know he tried to sell it but it he caught him. You could see him catch him and then fall, you know? And although it was a cool spot, I will say I thought the muscle buster onto the skateboard trucks should have been saved for an actual feud. And then uh, my biggest low for this would be Wardlow making a late save. I, I just can't stand when people do that, you know? It, it people need sense. to hear his music, and it's like, bro. <laughs> like, it's, it's like the guy, he's like, come on, come on. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on, I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. I got the wrong USB. Yeah, it's like, dude, I, I'm, I'm like, at Gorilla, but I can't, I can't, I can't sprint out there. Your, I can't find your, I got your yeah. old music with MJ. No, I need my music now. It's uh, like Vampiro at, uh, at Triple Mania. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian had oh, a backstage man. interview. Um, my, this, this was a low for me. The whole segment was trash. Kip being granted the right to pick a contender for Orange's title on Friday makes zero sense if you're trying to lean into the whole ratings thing or who's who's a contender. So, And I know he's been just offering title matches here and there. I just felt like... So anyone could go for this then. Like like it just it, it I feel like it kinda lowers the prestige a bit when all right, well if you can't fight me, then you pick somebody to fight me then. Uh, like I just didn't like that. A spoiler alert, uh, and I'm only saying this because I know you're probably not gonna catch it. Um, you know who he ends up picking? Who does he pick? Trent Seven. Really? Yeah, there's no uh and again I said spoiler alert, so you guys can skip past, but um I heard that he was picked and uh showed up. That rampage, he doesn't, you know, obviously, uh, he doesn't win, but there's in no, Austin? there's no, yeah, there's no word on whether or not he is officially, uh, under the brand, but, oh, okay. uh, but yeah. still, that's 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 quite a get. I will say. yeah, I was thinking that was interesting because, uh, I don't, I don't think, I mean, despite the fact they're both English blokes, I wouldn't have is assumed he English? That I don't know why I thought Kip he was Australian, would, would, uh, maybe you know, you might be right. No, I, I, I may I'll, be wrong, I may be wrong. It's oh. been a while, I mean, it, it was good to see him in the Rumble, but a low for me is the fact that, yeah, he got kind of. 
stuck doing that shit. So yeah. Um, let's see. We got uh, next. It was uh, Claudio Castagnoli and uh, Wheeler Yuta. They had a tag match against Jake Hager and uh, Daniel Garcia. They won in a very weird way via uppercut. Um, and then we did get a little bit of post-match in-ring segment. Um, what I liked about this was Moxie being ringside for a change, but noticeably it's ob- it's in lieu of Regal. Uh, Hager continuing to proposition Claudio with his bucket hat. That's always a high for me. Uh, the aided <laughs> uh, diving splash by BCC was really cool. It kind of reminded me of uh, what Enzo and Cass used to do. Um, what, what are these? The boom shaka? Yeah, yeah. yeah bada boom shakalaka? Yeah, I think was, yeah, that's right. Uh, and then the post-match segment with Regal kind of explaining his actions. I kind of liked the way he said it. He said, you know, I knew these guys were at a point they didn't need me anymore, but I knew they wouldn't let me go. Um, so I had to do, you know, I had to teach them the last thing I could teach them, which was stay a step ahead and always keep eyes in the back of your head. Uh, you know, he says it's it's BCC to the day I die. You know, he's... I like this because it felt like it was sort of a tying of a bow. You know, it wasn't just, and then he just went off to a medical facility and, and, and Brian's at home with him. And, and we're just like, and so when that eventually comes to, yeah, Roos, we're, we're not going to see Regal ever, well, you know? Well, so it felt like an actual, like sort of wink and goodbye to the, to the fans a little yeah, bit. So I wasn't it, mad at but it. But it also, when you, if, even if it wasn't that it was just, Oh, he got written off and that's how they did it. It's like, Mm-hmm. Okay, but where does that lead the future of the BCC? It kind of leaves them in an in, in uncertain spot, which it could make them looking real bad at the end of it, depending on which way they go. So, yeah, yeah you're right. This helped kind of tie a nice bow to it because I heard I did hear he did speak. I didn't know what he said. I heard he did say something along the lines of teaching one final yeah, lesson. I, so I, I would go out my way to, to watch the end. I mean, because it, it's definitely in the second hour. Okay, um, yeah, but, double, but it's I'll like this it thing that sure. Tony goes like, hey, guys, I want you guys to see this. We filmed this like two weeks ago, and I just think it's something you guys should see. And let me. Get I did. He, okay, like, you know, I heard him talk about that, and then they're like, well, you can't tell. It's a secret. It was just like <laughs> Taz ta- ta- was all over the place. Yeah, he, he, last yeah night. He's, he's been kind of all over the yeah. place. Yeah. But uh, my lows were, despite Mox's ringside presence, I just didn't really care for the match, uh, the food, the whole thing you to stale to me yeah. uh and i wasn't a, a fan of the finish as claudio you know he was locked in that ankle lock but then uses the same foot to stand to get to his feet and hit the uppercut mm. like i just felt like that it, it was it kind of no yeah. sold it a bit how many times do we got to watch daniel garcia and uh and wheeler you to fight each other yeah, like we get I, I, it no, you guys can, have wrestled each other a thousand I, times in the I, indies I could, I could watch it like i don't mind it but i just think this bccjas thing that's yeah. why i said a high for me is them saying we're gonna finally put it behind us after this weekend because you know uh yeah final battle. yeah, yeah so the, uh, we'll yeah. see and then but, and then the other one what's the name's fighting wheeler uh, uh daniel garcia yeah, for yeah the title the, right the, yeah the pure title yeah it's just on all right the, yeah, we'll see so. we'll see really uh, we get a house of black vignette all members of house of black i felt that this is a high for me they played the roles excellently uh you know he asked uh, he says, Miss Hart, what's the crime? And then she steps in, says what the crime is. Mr. Uh, Buddy, what's the verdict? He says what the verdict. And, you know, Mr. Brody, what's the sentence? So they they all knew what to do. This was a really fun vignette. And I thought the vignette itself gave you a sense of AEW is in legit trouble once the House of Black decided to take action. Like, it, it felt like a legit threat. Like, you know, they talked about corruption and how they're going to take justice into their hands and 
punish those who have been trying to corrupt others and but not it wasn't a baby face it was almost like are you talking about the elite who are you talking about like like you did, know did they, just did really they, uh play the footage from um rampage where they yeah. messed up brandon <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i was wondering yeah yeah okay. definitely so and uh they invited anyone that had a problem with what they've done to some of the people already like if the, mm. you know it's basically like an open open match is what it seems uh we next we had a jamie hater sit down interview my highs for this would be that uh jamie hater this is a great step for her as a champion. Um, it didn't it didn't have Brit attached to it, so you got to actually hear her speak. Um, it wasn't a long segment, but I, what I liked is that she vowed to be a fighting champion, and then she was asked about the division. I guess uh, Bunny and uh, Hikaru Shida will be fighting for Shida's uh, title. I forgot uh, Regina Del something. I forgot the name of the title, but it's for another uh, promotion. But oh, is it the Reina Del Rey? Or no, uh, that's uh, I think that's in Triple um, A. Triple right? Yeah, this that's is the Regina uh, Regina De Wave Championship. So, but uh, hmm. she said she basically laid down a challenge to whoever won that match to to uh you know to get a shot at the champ so i like stuff like that you know I, I really do i really like when people are willing to step up and show hey this wasn't a fluke I i'm gonna show you why i'm championship material uh let's see we have a trios match the baddies taking on sky blue madison rain and kira hogan they uh they beat them via jaded that was on I dynamite yeah That's look crazy. look i don't this is all i'm gonna say there's a double super kick spot by Sky and Velvet, that was cool where they knocked each other out, sort of like a double clothesline spot. That's my only high. My low is this. It really felt like a waste of a match because Jade, who's the most overname on that apron, is barely in the match, right? There's also a very awkward placement for Kira's hot tag because she gets in, does a little bit of damage, and then she tags Madison Rain in, who just basically comes in, swings at Jade, ducks and gets hit with the jaded and it's over it was like so why would you build this hot tag for kira to if rain was just gonna tag in so, at the end just to eat the pin and i thought it the, the match itself ran way too long for what it was and it should have just been sky blue and rain versus the baddies with jade at ringside and then you know you do a run-in or a save by kira that's what they should have done you know it should have been like 10 minutes tops but i don't know it, it, it was it was a bit it would it, it just felt like a that's waste, a bit but, much yeah yeah uh, let's see. Next for your week. flagship show, that time could have been allotted to something a little bit more beneficial, uh, story development wise. I I agree. I agree. And uh, we'll get to the last little bit here. Uh, we do have Soraya has a backstage segment. Um, I saw this. Yeah, uh, and it, it gets it, interrupted by Britt, and she lays yeah. down a tag team challenge at the forum on the 11th of January. Yeah, that was, and it's just weird. Like, why would you need to give someone tickets to a show that they're well, she was. I, I get you know? what they were trying to do. Oh, since you're not going to be wrestling on TV, you might as well have a good seat in the house to watch the, the top name and the company do what she does best type of thing. But I, this is where I'm at. It was a total low. The I'm interrupting your backstage promo trope is stale as fuck. And it's AEW. always them. And I was it's saying, always and these, her. I was going to yeah. say, and these two keep driving it into the ground on a weekly basis. It's move uh, on man. already. Move on already. That that's that, that was a low for me, for sure. Like, I mean, just film some vignettes of Paige, like, just getting back in the ring and, and getting ring ready. And yeah, just film some different stuff where you can just necessarily, not necessarily have to, you don't have to fill a spot. Like, Show me the metrics that that her segments doing this is working for your TV. Hundred percent. Because if I, not, then you can just do the same by filming some content and putting and including her on the show in some way, shape, or form, and saving her for exclusive 
appearances like a Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You know I mean, what especially mean? if like, you're going to bait time in between each uh, appearance. But uh, oh, we had match announcements uh, for Rampage. Orange Cassidy will defend the AEW All-Atlantic Championship, as you said, against Trent Seven. Spoiler alert. Uh, the Regina DeWave Championship match. Shakura Shida defending against the Bunny. Of course, the winner will receive a title shot against Jamie Hayter's uh, Women's Hero, Championship. The, the Bunny re- uh, recently said she was hoping uh, Tony would try to bring... Uh, What's her name? Um, from T, uh, from Impact. Um, she had a uh, fuck. She she has, she has like the whole zombie thing going. Uh, Rosemary. Rosemary. Yeah, yeah. Rosemary. Yeah, we'll see. She wants to tag with her. She and, probably and, wants to be what? What was that version of Bunny? As she was. Yeah, that's what she was saying. Like she yeah. wanted to like tag with her again. And she's like she said it'd be fun to go back to doing that with her. Yeah, with I her. forgot what, what yeah what she referred to at the time. Yeah. But uh, we got they uh, were scheduled to hear from Ruby Soho and Tay Mello. Uh, we'll see Lee Moriarty and uh, W. Morrissey in action in a tag match. We'll hear from Athena as well. And John Moxley will take on Konosuke uh, Takeshita. Oh, that's going to be a good match. Yeah, especially since they faced before. And then, uh, of course, we got Final Battle this weekend, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but we have next uh, week on Dynamite is Winners Coming. We'll get the, the continuation of Death Triangle versus the Elite Match 4. Uh, the House of Black will be in action as well. And, of course, the uh, AEW title match and the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Winner takes all MJF. Oh, so it's not against... two separate matches. It's going to be all... Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. wondering about that. Versus uh, Ricky Starks. I felt like he was going to beat him for one and then, like, just take the scraps and beat him. Like, I was going to be like, oh, they're, they're going to build him or just to totally fuck him off, right? Like... But uh, by the way, who do you who do you think is, uh, Paige is going to pick? Uh, what do you mean for for her tag partner against Britt? I don't know. To be honest, I with was you. I was thinking Ruby, but maybe Ruby. But I I don't know. I'm trying to think of people she's worked with that are on the roster. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who her next. But then again, her, who her next feud's going to be? That's more what I'm more interested. in. I don't really care about the tag match in the, in the form. Yeah. Like I, I want to know what else they're going to do because I felt I always worried that you're having to go against Britt Baker. Yes, it's a huge match. It's a good comeback match. But who else can you have her go against that's as far along as Britt in the company? Like that's not attached to a title. Is kind of where I was. I'm at. thinking but, they may bring somebody in, maybe too. Just, I don't know. Possibly. There's a lot that they're putting on it. One thing she's wrestling in LA. <laughs> One thing TV. is, I think that because she's got a store in California, so they're probably trying. Oh, really? To really okay, boost. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, that. she's got okay. a clothing store in, uh, in the OC, so I think they're really, really trying to boost. Shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, probably that presence. But uh, finally, we get to the tag team title match: FTR taking on the Acclaimed. Uh, we do see the Acclaimed. Uh, they do retain. Uh, and I was gonna say, is, judging by your lack of yeah. <laughs> well, entertainment, I was well, like, "Well, it's it's because it's via roll up, and uh, what it is is the way it happened is Cash went for you know that the the power bomb jackknife pin, yeah. So he hits a power bomb, goes for the jackknife pin, flips over, but Max is able to grab his legs. It's it's va- basically he does the bulldog Bret Hart Wembley Stadium oh, pin, wow. and uh, you know, and so but. I'll I'll get there in a second. Highs. Uh, it's always great to see a spike pile driver by FTR. Definitely. Yep. And then after they hit it, Taz touches on that same maneuver, breaking his neck back in 1995, which you know yep. I thought was good to let you know this is a devastating maneuver. You know. Uh, and I will say, watching this was a little fun, although I, at times it felt like I was watching FTR of old from NXT. Because it seemed like any time the face versus face dynamic would start to feel a little awkward, they would suddenly revert back to like heel tactics, like i.e. 
Handful of Tights in an O'Connor Roll by Dax. Uh, they hit a double catapult to Max under the ring. You know, mm. um, they, oh, and, with the, the, the they lifted up the apron and yeah, hit. Ah. and then after that they mock scissored, but not so much like where they were like, yeah, we're heels, but it was like because they had done it three you know times at that point, mm. and it was like yeah, we can do that two type of thing. And at one point, Cash shoved Bowens off the apron and he collided into the guardrail, but it was like the way he did it seemed more. Heal despair versus they I'm may, trying they, to make they, a calculation. They maybe they may be turning here. Well, uh, and to, get, uh, to grab to grab them titles. I don't know. We'll see why not. We'll, we'll see because uh, even what preceded the uh, power bombs was Cash kept hitting the, these back to back lariats where they kept calling them short arm lariats, but he was like basically holding the nape of the neck and then hit, you know oh, kind of like why, how yeah. the, uh, no mercy the no mercy yeah, clothesline yeah, yeah. from hell. And he so he did that once, did that twice, then hit the power bomb. Uh, and then, you know, they lost. But the lows, I will say, is although they were given a lot of time, some spots felt a little bit overproduced, borderlined on clunky at times. But uh, right after the match, Cash is selling his shock after, like, you know, he reversed the pin. And it seems like you're waiting for some sort of heel thing to happen. But then moments later, they join in on a group scissor uh, session with, with the champs and Billy Gunn and, you know, the send folks home happy despite basically not completing the legacy they've been chasing for months Jeez. right which i thought was a, was a, it, it could be uh, that they're not too familiar in ring with each other maybe that, that's why that, it got i was clunky, well that's but, what i'm saying like sometimes it, still, it, it yeah. felt like maybe it's at not least so much something that, or yeah. it's like you know how ftr likes to really do their spots where they're like layered and and you know oh you went for this but then i i baseball slid under the you know it's like where you almost and i, and I wonder if that style might have been a little too Con, not want to say complex, but maybe complicated for uh, what the they claim to do. But, in maybe, ring. maybe in their defense, they thought it, it could have came off overproduced. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, but the last high, I will say, because I didn't, I didn't want to bury the lead, is at the very end, the Gun Club are on uh, on uh, Titantron, and they kind of lose. Like, oh man, good job, FTR. Like you know, and everyone thought we were going to get involved, but you didn't need our help. But I was like, man, that was pretty good, you know, because they they lost it by themselves, and it was a clean loss. Albeit not decisive, you know, in terms of like hitting the finish, but still, you know, it, they 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 did lose the tag titles, just, and they said, uh, "Hey, you know, we're we um we got Christmas early for you guys." And so they get a card, and they said, "Oh, look at that! It's from Dim Boys, and it's signed in blood." And apparently now they are in a tag team title match, ROH tag titles this Saturday. In a double dog collar match against the Briscoes. What the fuck? Yeah, and that's how it went off the air. Of the that, you see FTR that's like horrible. like trying to figure out like shit. That's this. That's that's a couple days away. Like that man, is, that, that's that, a tall order. You know, that's I felt a like horrible. What? No, no. I when you kind of see how it's set up. I mean, I wouldn't have waited to the end to reveal that because that felt a bit rushed. Like, man, you really I mean, had to I, put a I, selling I, point on that pay per view, I guess. But I, I get it. The way they sell it, like where you, FTR actually looks like, damn, like we've been defending these belts like for a while and with confidence but that was the first time you saw a little crack in in uh shit we got we got to do this this weekend like that's not just a regular match it's not two out of three falls it's a dog collar match this is gonna the, get ugly you the, know the, so. the thing about it is like i i can get it from a standpoint of why they had to do it that way because they can't have the briscoes on their tv yeah it's based on old ass shit and you know they just they don't pass 
uh, <laughs> it's just let's just say that uh, uh, you know TNT ain't really to have, really have to put them on their uh, on their TV, yeah. Which is why we haven't seen them on their TV. Um, plus a lot of past old tweets and shit. But however, that means you couldn't use them to I guess build it up yeah. up until now. But I'm like to do it like that. I'm like you guys could have at least played like a pre filmed like message from him at least yeah that's what i thought that like, was a, on, a little weird that the, it was the gun club that was delivering it because i'll be honest they, they no, during the match yeah. they showed lethal and and jared and their crew watching the match yeah because they've been so on it made team, you think yeah. okay they're watching it so the gun club is going to cost them the match is what you thought so when they even said oh you thought we were going to run in then it was like oh it's kind of weird that you're the ones de- uh delivering this message because it's not like you're saying the firm or in business with the Briscoes. It was kind of a weird, I'll say, like, um, wait, I will say, for, to, to deliver that message. But uh, just a little bit more on FTR. Uh, Tony Khan recently said he has a great uh, appreciation for them. Through no fault of their own, they have been involved in shuffling of plans due to uh, talents being injured and not being around to feud with them. He also Punk. said CM Punk's injury led to months of stories changing yeah, as an example. Uh, and, uh, you know, he says that, you know, obviously the title match – uh, last night was uh, something that, that was a big night, somewhat of a big night for them. And he says, you know, uh, Tony's had his own personal struggles. Obviously, we were talking about his mother's health. And he says that FTR has been very supportive. Uh, and they've also had their own challenges and yet are so passionate uh, for wanting to wrestle so hard every week on TV. So uh, he says um, yeah, they been, don't wrestle every week on TV, but whatever. Yeah, but he admits that, that he's had to change plans for them, though, like uh, uh, up and down. I mean, so. that makes sense because, again, like they've been on and off TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which has been weird because it's like and, and on and off pay-per-views, too. Twice yeah. in a row, I believe the last two they weren't even on the fucking pay per view. So definitely, but uh, um, and but then that, we, that is exciting that that, that dog collar. So we'll see what's up. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, in addition to that, and we don't got to do predictions just to let you guys know what's going on this weekend. Uh, like I said, ROH Tag Team Title Match, dog collar match, FTR uh, versus the Briscoes three. I'm gonna assume the Briscoes will take this one because, I mean, I hate they say that because I want FTR to get the trifecta, but you know the Briscoes lost the la- the la- the first two, right? Uh no, the Briscoes. I thought the Briscoes won the first one, right? I could have swore FTR won. When wasn't that when they won the actual tag titles? Is the final battle last year? Was it? Because we were in, we were in Boston when we watched it. I'm I guess sure. so. But uh, moving on, we do have Shane Taylor Promotions taking on Swerve Nor Glory. We got Mercedes Martinez defending her ROH Women's Title against Athena. Uh, Samoa Joe defending his ROH World TV Championship against Juice Robinson, which we touched on earlier. Uh, Daniel Garcia defending his pure title against Wheeler Yuta, which you touched on earlier. Uh, Dalton Castle and the boys defending their ROH six-man tag championships against the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage. Oh, they they could have just said <laughs> they the embassy. Yeah, about, that's what I was thinking, They're about to drop those. And uh, last but certainly not least, Chris Jericho defending the World Championship against Claudio Castagnoli. And, of course, if Claudio loses, he will have to join the JAS. Oh, so that would be uh, interesting to see what goes down. But that is my highs and lows this week on AEW, uh, as well as some of the ROH extenuating circumstances in terms of advancing storylines for this weekend. But yeah, man, uh, that was uh, my week in wrestling. For sure, man. I want to thank uh, you, sir, uh, for not only bringing uh, everything on that uh, last uh, bit of uh, highs and lows there, because I know Dynamite's been quite a 
quite a stacked show the last yeah, couple of, uh, couple of weeks. But also, I want to thank you for uh, compiling all the news and everything, man, everything that you do. Shout out to you guys for always listening to what we do every Friday as this comes out, man. We try to give it to you fresh and, and you know, give you the, the hottest, uh, you know, on everything going on, whether it's news, whether it's media, whether... You know, maybe some clarity on some rumors or, I mean, obviously, overall, just the programming during the week. So thank you for choosing us, man. Yes, sir. Uh, the Quincy Jones Show. Always appreciate your guys' support. And uh, make sure you guys uh, follow us if you're not. I don't know what you're doing with your lives. But feel free to do so at The Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, at Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com backslash The Quincy Jones Show as well. And, you know, we're on uh, TikTok as well under Quincy Jones Show. Um, and Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com. We uh, still have T-shirts. Uh, let us know your size, man. Ten dollars a shirt, man. Just a uh, black on black pocket tee with the logo on it. Nothing too fancy, man. Just uh, if you guys are down to uh, uh, forever surrender your souls to be a walking billboard to our legion, um, yeah, uh, contact us. Uh, but uh, also uh, make sure you check out the uh, again, man. Every Friday we're dropping uh, brand new hotness, man. Uh, brand new episode. Uh, we got uh, iTunes, we got SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and the great folks at uh, True100Radio.com, man. Um, shout out to them. We're going to be doing some, uh, I believe, an interview with them come January uh, pertaining to Winter Circle. And uh, speaking of Winter Circle, make sure you follow Winter Circle Pro Wrestling, man. Again, it's going down. Do it that. was written January 27th, 2023, American Legion Post 299 in Chino, California, Office Central. Doors at 7. You know it's going down at 8 p.m. We're going to be crowning a new champion. Tons of dope, dope matchups. We're actually already going to be, uh, by the time this releases, we're going to be uh, revealing a brand new matchup later today, man. So tune that in at uh, 1230. But make sure, wcpw.eventbrite.com. Grab your tickets, man. Front row, $25 a pop. It includes a special exclusive uh, event T-shirt, only available for front row. And, of course, we got general admission, $20 a pop. But fear, uh, fear not, we're going to have some stuff going on, man, some merch, some food, some live music, man, all that and more. Check us out at Winter Circle Pro on uh, Instagram as well as Winter Circle PW on uh, Twitter, backslash Winter Circle Pro Wrestling on Facebook as well, man. Uh, just Excalibur, that whole thing right man, now. Man, tap in. Just tap in with us, man. <laughs> just tap in with us, man. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you, he already told you you get tickets, all that, man, eventbrite.com, of course. So if not, go to our uh, Instagram or any of our social medias, look for the uh, flyer we got, and just scan that QR code. And, and the bio, the, it's going to be in the bio, too. I'm sure the yeah. link will be in the bio yes. as well. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, go ahead and check it out, man. But uh, you already heard him talk about winning Circle Pro Wrestling. Uh, he didn't talk about his music. I, I mean, you know. The Quincy Jones Show everywhere now. Go get it. Album out. You know what I'm saying? Um, Podcast and album with the same name. Shout out to Belgium. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Brazil. Shout out to the UK. Yo, shout out to Turkey, fam. I just seen Turkey <laughs> is digging your boy. I mean, they're number one, and the US is, is right behind, but man, yeah. That's what's up, man. I'm going to post my Spotify rap pretty yeah, soon, because it's been uh, some great great growth. We were talking about it last week, man. Yeah, yeah. I like to analyze, like I said, analyze the, the, the numbers for the numbers, growth yeah, and, and uh, the, the, the data intentions and more than like yo check out the numbers fam all right how much you make on the streams though because i know how much my man's making so yeah. don't word don't i don't want to hear that talk yeah, i want to hear that i want to hear that talk. <laughs> but uh speaking of spotify man you know you can find uh all things related to doc lesnar this is awesome the album out now it's yeah, been a uh, you know phenomenal the support on that we got mega Rand, of course an icon in the nerdcore culture he's on that album got the world's greatest tag team partner that's sitting to my right right here Hey. Of course, uh, you know, Quincy Jones Go, he's on that project. 
I Ellis the artist is also on that project. Go ahead and check it out. Thirty minutes that you will not regret. Uh, whether you're heading to the gym, you're uh, running some errands, going to school, going to work, whatever. It's the perfect thing to listen to where you're going through your point A to point B type situation. Uh, go ahead and check it out on Spotify or any of your favorite uh, platforms you like to stream your music. As I always tell you on a weekly basis, hit that search bar. Type D O C L E S N A R. There I are with five star bars for you and yours and your cars to sell in jars, etc. <laughs> Etc. But uh, and also follow your boy at Doc Lesnar on Instagram at Doc underscore KGS Pod on Instagram for all things having to do with this podcast. Hashtag Wrestle Wednesdays. Let's keep it going, community. Yes, Let's sir. Tap in or tap out. That's yeah. what it is, man. Get with the movement, man. For sure, man. Uh, at Lesnar's underscore Lots also on Instagram. That's for all things having to do with my Mercari stores. You guys know I sell Funko Pops. Whether it's having to do with TV or of course wrestling, I got figures, autographs, and everything in between. Check me out. Just uh, know that. Uh, if you do send me a DM or some sort of inquiry, all sales will be done on Mercari. This is just a way for you guys to check out what I got offering you guys that are interested in that sort of thing. And, of course, uh, you know, just uh, as we keep saying, man, follow at Winter Circle Pro. Uh, as that, that's first and foremost, Instagram, all that. But uh, follow your boy at I'm Doc Lesnar on Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, other than that, man, uh, you know, it's been a great episode this week. But I do got three words I for him. I got three words for him. Top guys, guys. out. <laughs>